Welcome to Into the Deep, a podcast by Gosford Parish, the Shrine of St. John Paul II. Join us each week as we share stories of faith and explore the things Christ is doing in our hearts and maybe in yours. Whether you're new to the faith or have been following Jesus for a long time, you are most welcome here. In the words of St. John Paul II, do not be afraid. Do not be satisfied with mediocrity. Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Hello everyone and welcome back to Into the Deep. You're joined as always by Jamie. I am the Shrine of St. John Paul II Coordinator here at Gosford Parish. And today I'm joined by someone you all know very well, Father Greg. Hello everyone. It's been a while since I was on podcast. It was very busy, but I'm happy to be here today. I know, we're excited to have you back, back to the OGs. Um, But Father Greg is going to share a little bit of his faith journey with us today. We've had quite a few people on the past few weeks from our parish and I thought who better to have than our very own parish priest so yeah let's just dive right in. Faith was always important part of my family. My both parents uh, were very uh, strong Catholics practicing their faith, uh, receiving all the sacraments. So when I was born um, and my two sisters we were from early age uh, thought about God. My mom was always teaching us how to pray in the evening especially and before we went to bed she uh, was reading for us some verse from the Bible for children with some pictures and praying always prayer to an angel uh, which was always protecting us. I think that was kind of early age uh, experience of my faith. And when I was always learning about God, I was seeing him as a father who is loving me, who is uh, full of mercy, forgiveness. And I think uh, in other uh, parts of my life, when I reached the uh, time to receive First Holy Communion, I was actually learning more about uh, God, uh, about commandments, uh, because that was requirements important to uh, pass an exam to go to a first uh, oh, reconciliation wow. and first holy communion so i had to learn 100 questions and pass exams every few weeks about different questions to my parish priest so those kind of things uh, which is still common in poland if you don't do that you don't uh, go to the first holy communion i wish we could do this in australia <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the preparation program for first holy communion and reconciliation uh, is one year uh, so I think that was also sometime a very deep time for me to learn more about God. And because if you had to go and pass these exams, you also had to learn more about different parts of our faith, different doctrines, and especially commandments to not only uh, tell uh, to priest 10 of them, but also explain how you understand these commandments. I think that was another, I think, a big step in my faith. And then after receiving the Holy Communion, I became straight after, like maybe two weeks after, a senior uh, like altar server, and I was serving for more than ten years, wow. uh, and that was something I really enjoyed doing, because every time I was serving on the altar, I was closer to the mystery of Eucharist, what was happening there. I was assisting uh, for many years. Also during these ten years, I was doing incense, so that was kind of my um, uh, routine, I would say, on one side, but on the other side being close and learning and being connected especially with church 
I was sometimes like every day in the church uh, because there was time in my life when my uncle who was a Christian, he was looking after opening the church and closing. He couldn't do that for a few months, a few years actually, because he was working away. So he asked me to do that. So I was 15 years old when I was uh, opening the church, preparing for mass, serving at mass, cleaning up their mass and closing the church. So I was always there and uh, not only like, you know, uh, I had this duty, but it all shaped me and connected me more to Eucharist, to the sacrament of reconciliation. I was always raised in this way that you have to go to uh, reconciliation uh, if you commit an immortal sin to be able to receive Holy Communion. So I was always every few weeks or at least once a month going to confession as a young child, as teenager. And then uh, at, at the end of my high school, when I descend uh, my vocation to priesthood, uh, that was also a big step in my life. But to do that, I was um, for four years belonging to the uh, kind of youth uh, rosary group. So we were every a month, we were exchanging different like decades of the rosary and different uh, 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 themes, like, you know, uh, from um, ascension to and like different kind of uh, decade. And, and every one of us was committed to say this decade of the rosary for one month every day. So that was actually, and I was always offering this prayer for my good discernment uh, of vocation. During that time, I also went for different walking pilgrimages to Black Madonna place, which is spiritual capital of Poland. That was also a huge spiritual experience in my life to understand more God as Father and Jesus as the Son and Holy Spirit who works in marvelous ways uh, uh, in our lives and worked at that time in my life as well. And to be honest, I never wanted to be a priest. I never wanted to be a priest. And I was told by my grandma and a few other people in my parish that one day I would be a priest. I was laughing and no way, this is not for <laughs> me. And I have different, different plans for my life. Uh, so I was pushing actually this kind of call away from me. But it happened that at the end of high school, when I graduated high school, I went for a Salvatorian youth uh, retreat for one week. And during that time, there was a day dedicated to priesthood. And this is how actually I um, descend my vocation. And on that day, I made the decision to join priesthood. So yeah, wow. I could give more details about, you know, uh, each part of the journey. But, you know, um, I think all happened because of my parents. Mm. especially my mom who was always upfront with prayers with going with us to church because my father was ill for 18 years so from these 18 years he was 10 years in different hospitals so he all not, wasn't always around to go with us to church or when he was at home he was unwell to go so we were always going to pray for him but also uh, every evening uh, like I remember exactly the hour 8.20 p.m. together with my sisters, my mom and grandma were gathering together in one of our rooms and saying the rosary for the healing of my father. So that was different kind of experiences as, as you can uh, hear, but uh, mom actually helped me to fall in love uh, in many ways uh, with God and also the suffering and the experience of my father when he was sick and uh, all the challenges we faced as family. I think brought me closer to God, uh, brought me closer to uh, his church, 
because I was actually get, uh, getting some kind of strength from Eucharist, from sacraments, from prayers uh, together with family, but also my individual prayers as well. So there's a lot, maybe this is not, not, not uh, uh, doesn't seem very clear, but because I was talking about different things in my life and going back again, but this is a lot of actually experiences of faith which shaped me uh, to who I am now. Yeah, uh, what was it like when, so you discerned and made this decision that you were going to, you know, become a priest. What was it like after that, you know, like telling your friends and your family and then actually going into the seminary as well? No, that was actually one of the biggest challenges because, um, like I, what I said before, my parents, they are very faithful Catholics. Um, and when I was actually finishing high school, I had a girlfriend and uh, I went for the retreat without her because she had some exams at the university. So when I came back actually from that retreat, when where I made this decision to join seminary, first of all, I told my parents that we need to talk in the evening because I, I made some decision for my life. So they didn't know what to expect, actually. <laughs> Is about her or about something else. And then straight I went to say uh, to her that I'm, I'm, I'm choosing this way. So when I told my parents, actually, she was upset. This is one thing, she was upset that I'm leaving her. Then <laughs> next up. challenge was to talk to my parents in the evenings when I told my mom that and my grandma in the evening that I'm going to the seminary they were laughing in shock because they didn't ex they knew that I I go to church often and I believe and this is important for me I served as altar senior like altar server and then senior altar server for some time but they didn't expect that I would join seminary so when I when I told them my father stood up and he left the play room yeah. And my mom and my grandma were uh, emotional. And so it was like a mixture of emotions, you know. And my father actually, um, even uh, with strong faith, he couldn't cope with that because I'm the only son. And in our mm. culture, a son takes over everything after father. All inheritance, you know, house, like farm and all that because we had farm at that time. So he had different plans for me and I crossed these plans and and I chose different ways. So he was actually upset with me for a few months even when I was entering the seminary and and it was time to drop me there and he, he did drop me there with my mom and other sister but uh, after uh, they left he was very emotional and was upset it took him a few months to really find peace and when he came for Christmas we had some gathering for parents and families he came first time after a few months to see how I'm coping there and how I'm living there. So he found peace uh, with my decision. He was actually a twist around and was very proud yeah. that uh, his son would be a priest. And he really enjoyed coming later on to the seminary and catching up with my friends there and some priests and all that. So that was kind of journey with my pa family, with my friends. I told only uh, very close three friends uh, who actually were with me at the retreat when, when I made the decision. Others didn't know that I'm going to the seminary because I didn't want to tell everyone like, like I'm going to the seminary and then I will go and maybe this is not for me so I will not stay there and everyone will be talking about that. That was kind of feeling at that time when I was young and all this. But it happened that, you know, Salvatorian priests were running the retreat in my village at the time when I was entering the seminary. So I left on Saturday to join seminary and on Sunday 
they organize some gathering uh, in the parish for people to thank them for supporting youth during this retreat and they actually at the end of this gathering they prayed for me entering the seminary so whole village <laughs> got the message you know and was like, oh. <laughs> that i'm going to the seminary so so that 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 that's the part with my village and my friends from high school actually they learn also like a few weeks after that i i left so that was kind of uh, a lot of questions later on when i mm. met them first time after one year of novitiate without being home before it's like why did you go why didn't you tell us yeah there was always like hard to to to, to say everyone uh, to tell everyone that you're doing this because you, you in that moment you just think about you, your vocation your moment with god you want to just go and and you want to be surrounded by the closest family so i didn't think to speak about this to others so mandela and i was kind of big shock for them as well yeah and many broken hearts so what about then being in the seminary studying to be a priest was that a challenging time a joyful time a mixture because it's a really long time isn't it yeah, we have seven years in Poland, mm. uh, one year of novitiate, and then six years of studies, two years of philosophy, and four years of theology. And actually, that was time, uh, I think, one of the most beautiful times in my life. It wasn't easy always. Uh, I had many challenges in the seminary, especially when I was at year three, my father passed away. He was like... When I told before you, what uh, uh, I told you before, uh, he was upset and he agreed, uh, like uh, accepted this, and he was proud. But he passed away when I was in the middle of my seminary, and, and that was, I think, the biggest challenge: if I should stay in the seminary and continue this journey, or leave the seminary to take care of mom, farm, and everything else. But I think God made all these things work in some way uh, that I could stay in the seminary. And uh, yeah, and I continued my journey there. Other than that, uh, there were different also challenges, but I really enjoyed being there. I had some challenges uh, to challenge my faith, to challenge my uh, vocation, uh, but I think all I was the same, always on my knees in the chapel, praying, attending retreats, reflection days, and having my private time at the Adoration of the Sacrament, saying the rosary every day. So there were things, uh, the prayers, which helped me to actually uh, strengthen my vocation and make right decision to make uh, eternal vows, then um, decision to become deacon, decision to become priest. So like uh, at every stage or in the seminary, there were different actually uh, decisions to make. And every decision was challenged, if I should or not, if this is for me or not. So yeah, so... Yeah, and then, so you study for this massive chunk of time and then you are ordained as a priest. What was that like? You know, that was also a beautiful time. Uh, first to become deacon, to then to become, and started actually preaching and doing things which deacon can do. Uh, but when I became priest, I was actually like, wow, I'm priest, I can actually confess, uh, absolve people from their sins. I remember until now my first confession I have done after ordination and uh, my first mass that was things uh, which were actually like wow for me i can bring god here now to these people and on this altar in the confessional room i'm representing him so it's like kind of amazing experience to actually uh, uh, be priest 
and um, uh, that was actually the beginning of my priesthood when I was uh, like a few weeks after I was ordained but later on when I was sent to Australia uh, that was actually uh, another big challenge as young priest because when I became priest I wanted to save the world like you know you are <laughs> full of uh, power you want to do things you are set on fire and then you're coming to Australia after four months of priesthood and you actually can communicate with people because when I came I didn't speak in English I had to learn here so that was big challenge that was huge challenge for me first few years in Canavan north of, of Perth in WA that was I think I called these people martyrs because all <laughs> Salvatorian priests who were coming to Australia without English they were learning there mm. so those people and their ears were suffering a lot <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that, but that was a big challenge. And then when I actually learned English, I really started to enjoy and more and more my ministry uh, in Australia. And I love it now. So it's like 12 years, more than 12 years. But the first few years were very challenging. Yeah, And wow. many times I miss my family as well because I couldn't speak to people. So I couldn't go and catch up with someone. I was only with other priests. Um, actually, Father Brunek was my first parish priest for one year and then other priest two years in Canavan, so that was a big challenge because you were only together, nobody else I could talk to and and yeah, I think it shaped me in some way and in some way also strengthened my vocation. Um, yes, and, and also helped me to realize that, you know, sometimes these challenges come that you, are, you can't physically proclaim the gospel uh, by your words because you can't speak, but you can do them by action. Yeah, yeah, amen to that. Well, so then you, so you were in Perth, and then when did you come to New South Wales? So my journey was like three years in Canavan uh, as assistant parish priest. Uh, then I moved to Perth, to Balcata Parish. That was English, Italian speaking parish, because I learned a little bit Italian in the seminary. So I was also helping with Italian messes. So that was another way uh, to improve my English because it was city, big parish, very busy. So that was another challenge for me to to uh, uh, go with my English on a higher level and my vocation as well as priest to do more, be more in involved in different groups, youth groups and all that. Then I was appointed as a vocation director for Salvatorians in Australia and at the same time I became chaplain at Chisholm College, the biggest Catholic um, college in WA, 1800 students. So I was during the week um, and there. Uh, that was another challenge uh, because to talk to young people you can you know write on the paper stand in front of them and just read but i had to prepare my like kind of uh, interaction homilies with them mm. uh, to use different items things ideas you know questions and all that so that actually sh this whole time in wa five years together helped me to actually uh, be more confident with my english and then I was appointed uh, assistant priest in Pimble Parish here in New South Wales. And that was another uh, beautiful experience of my priesthood uh, because I was in, in charge of youth. There was no youth before when I came to go to Pimble. So we organized some uh, two youth groups uh, with uh, youth coordinator uh, working there. And then, uh, yeah, in many ways I could uh, grow in my uh, faith also as priest but also vocation to serve and minister to people and then at the end of my time in um, uh, Pimble Parish 2018 
I became a deputy superior for Salvatorians. And um, at the end of that day, Father George, our um, superior, asked me to uh, come to Gosford and become parish priest here. And um, that was actually very interesting at that time because I always heard before being in Pimble that there's no young, not many young people in Gosford. So I was like, oh my God, so where I'm going? <laughs> I, I, I want you know to have young people in the parish. But Father George told me, you go there and you will see that you will love this parish because there are amazing people uh, in this community. So when I came to Gosford, uh, and then we started actually first youth group, there was a lot of young people coming for that youth group and many other initiatives. So it's now five years actually since I'm parish priest in Gosford. And there is no, uh, there were, I didn't have day that I would probably be upset being here. Every day I'm grateful uh, for being here because I met so many amazing people who are supportive, who are very compassionate, who are always willing to uh, do things for the parish and they pray for us as priests and in many ways they make this community very welcoming and uh, amazing. Yeah, I think we're definitely very grateful to have you. You've definitely gotten up to a lot in the five years that you've been here, even from when I started here almost four years ago. And I just remember being so scared of you and being like, oh my goodness, I had never really known a parish priest or any priest at all really before. Um, and yeah, I think the way that you look after our community and you know your just like passion and enthusiasm for literally everything and every person it's definitely contagious with everyone else as well. But if yeah. you're saying that you were scared of me, I'm not wondering <laughs> how many people could, uh, you know, think the same way. I, I'm not that, you know, scary. <laughs> Sometimes when I, you know, I don't smile, I maybe I look like, but I'm not that scary. I'm, I'm firm with my, you know, um, decisions and, and things. And I know what I want, but I try to be always kind. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember thinking... That, yeah, I was just really nervous and scared and I thought, oh my gosh, he's so serious and polished. And then I remember one of the first Zooms that we had for youth group and you came on and you were like wearing these sunnies and put this like background on your, behind you and you were just mucking around and I was like, what? Okay, he's actually so funny. He's not <laughs> scary at all. But yeah, I think, yeah, we have such a beautiful community at St. Pat's. And I think to end us off, thank you for sharing Um your journey it's really interesting i think i've heard like little pieces of it and i'm sure other people have in the parish but it's cool to see the way that you know your faith has transformed over time but and just to maybe sum up uh, um, i think uh, what is important in life to really appreciate every moment every person you meet even uh, those who challenge you those who are kind to you uh, all the experiences of life uh, the good experiences I had, uh, and we have all, but also bad experiences, some sufferings, um, problems, illnesses, challenges. I always say that I wouldn't be who I am if not of what happened in my past, in my childhood and teenage years, and then in the seminary, because all these things uh, in my family and personal life, they shaped me. And I think we have to always be open to God's grace, his mm. blessing in our lives, and he makes us uh, who he wants us to be and where we want to be. I never thought I would be priest in Australia, in Gosford. Here I am, 
And I think this is because God had planned for me. And I do, I'm a little bit scared to think what else he <laughs> prepared for me for the future. But uh, at every stage in my life, I was grateful for uh, who I am because of the experiences of the past, which sh shaped my character, my personality and my priesthood as well. Because today you can approach people with different experience because you experienced this by yourself in the mm. past, in, in your family, with your loved ones. And now you can actually help others to understand uh, understand why this and other things happening in life when challenges come. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for jumping on. I'm sure everyone will be really excited to hear your voice after a little break. Father Greg's a busy man, so we'll see Yeah, Greg Jonas was very today. intense time uh, last few weeks. And I'm very grateful that many other amazing people in our parish could come and share their faith journey with us and 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 also uh, contribute to the growth of our own faith and and community here in Gosford. yeah awesome well thank you very much father greg and thank you everyone for listening and for all the great feedback that we've had so far on our new series it's yeah i think it's so great getting to hear from different people in the parish that you've probably seen around but getting to know them a little bit on a deeper level has been awesome and yeah stay tuned for our next episode but please pray for me pray for father greg and we'll be praying for you so we'll see you next god week. bless you all and see you around god bless everybody